if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Jessica Donovan here. And today I have an inspiring chat to share with you with Joanne from Additive Free Living. We are talking all three, all things additives and how additives can affect our, our children's health, the specific additives that we want to steer clear of. Well, some of the top ones we want to steer clear of anyway. Um, Joe shares some really practical tips on ways that we can get started um, moving towards a more additive-free lifestyle. And she shares her own really inspiring story um, of her daughter's health and behavioral challenges and how going additive-free has really helped to transform her daughter's health in so many ways. So Joe is one half of Additive Free Living. She runs the business with her sister, Tracy. I almost said friend then. I'm sure they're friends as well. (laughs) Um, And Joe and I have known each other for a little while now, being in the wellness space in in Australia and both having online businesses. We've had a few chats. I've been on their podcast um, and she recently interviewed me for their, um, their signature course, Additive Free made easy. Uh, So I really hope you enjoy the chat that I have with Joe and get some practical tips on ways that you can start to reduce additives in your family's diet and the reasons that you might want to do that. 
here's Joe. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. We've had a couple of chats now. I always love chatting to you. Um, and I'm sure lots of listeners know of you already, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about additive free living? I would love to. Okay, so it all started back in uh, when 2013. I had a newborn baby at the time and a three year old little girl. And I, um, just our life was out of control. Like my daughter's behavior was just really, really, really bad to the point where I had her booked into a clinic to get her tested for ADHD. Now, to go back even further than that, my background is early years education. So I just did what I would tell parents at school to do and just get some further testing. I didn't understand anything like I understand today. And I just, uh, I just knew that she wasn't really coping with the world very well as a three-year-old. I knew what, and I hate the word normal, so I try not to use that, but I knew what a typical three-year-old should be doing. And then I knew what my daughter was doing and yeah, she just wasn't right. So she had um, a lot of hyperactivity. She had a lot of uh, like outbursts, anger. She would, we could not get her to stop biting. Um, and it just got to the point where it was so hard that I just decided to stop going places. I mean, I had a newborn baby as well. And so I was on maternity leave. I was at home and it was just easier to stay at home. And I'm quite a outgoing person. So for me to have to stay at home was really hard as well. Mm. Um, you know, like we'd go to the park and she'd just run off and then I'd have a newborn baby there. And yeah, it was really, really difficult. Um, and so then one night, the other thing with her as well was she was always, always sick. So you probably see this a lot in your clinic. And I had no idea about gut health or anything back then. So she was on antibiotics a lot. She actually had her tonsils and adenoids removed. She was only 22 months old. And because she just had chronic repeated tonsillitis over and over again. Uh, what else did she have? Bronchitis. She had a uh, wheeze they classed it as then, uh, which then as she got older, classed as asthma. Um, she had ear infections. She even had pneumonia one year, like you name it, she got it. And then what happened was I went along to, I actually went to a Thermomix demo and the lady, the consultant at the demo was making the custard and she said, oh, additive 102 can often be found in custard powder and I don't really like to give it to my kids because it can be linked to behavioural issues. And so then I, my ears pricked up and I thought, what? What's this 102? What's this behavioural issues? And so I went home that night and I Googled 102 and that is literally how my journey started. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That obviously like the penny dropped and you were like, hang on a minute. I think I was just ready to hear it. You know how we're all just ready to hear something at the right time. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny, her name's Lisa and, and I'm still in contact with her. And she says to me a lot, like from that class, from everyone that was there, I thought you were the least interested person because you just weren't, pay like, I felt like you weren't paying attention. But the problem was, I was just so dog tired that I just couldn't, but I mustn't have been functioning, you know, and I just mustn't have looked like I was paying attention. But for her to say that one line, 
just literally changed our whole lives. Wow. When I got home and I Googled side effects of 102, I just like was like every single one of them ticked a box, aggressive behavior, behavioral issues, ADHD-like symptoms, um, asthmatic should avoid it. I was just like, what? Like this is something that's in food? Like this does not make sense. And so I just got then on a big rabbit hole and just kept searching. Yeah. And you you just do such an amazing job of educating people now about additives. So for people who, you know, I, I think most of our audience knows what additives are and um, some of the health implications, but let's take it back to basics. Can you tell us what additives are and why they're added to our food? Yeah. So, I mean, there's good additives and there's bad additives, but, but additives are basically just substances added to food and cosmetics and body care to just well, let's talk with food. They're added to food to enhance their flavor or change their appearance in color um, or preservatives, obviously, obviously, to stop the food from spoiling, which is not necessarily always a bad thing because we don't want our food going rancid and then getting food poisoning. Um, that's literally just what they are there for. Yeah. Okay. And and on labels, um, you know, for, for parents thinking, well, I wonder how many additives are, are in my kids' uh, diets. Um, yeah, tell us a bit how we can, about how we can recognise additives generally on a label. Okay, so this can be a little bit tricky now because companies are realising that we don't want to eat numbers. We don't want to eat 102. Like we don't want to eat the numbers. So what they do is they put the full name there now. So an additive has a name, but it then is associated with a number as well. So 102 is the colour yellow and the name for that is tartrazine. And it's tricky. Like it's really tricky to understand what all these long, crazy names are on labels. So I think what you need to do when you're first starting to go additive-free, because it can be really overwhelming and very daunting, is really start to educate yourself so that when you look at the labels, you can then start to be feeling a little bit empowered. Um, and then you can then pass that information on to your child. But until you understand yourself, it's really hard to say no to a child. No, you can't have them if you don't really understand why. Um, so what I would do to start with is never, ever, ever look at the front of the packet. Ever, because quite often it'll say no artificial colors or flavors and you flip it over but there's preservatives in there right so they're not lying it's just a very clever tricky yeah tricky terminology isn't it um so always flip it over and read the ingredients and if you don't understand like what's in those ingredients if you're like i don't have that in my cupboard at home i don't know how to buy that ingredient put it back and probably get another option where you can recognize the ingredients, flour, sugar, egg, salt, whatever it might be. Yes, I love that tip. And like you said, like it, it's tricky these days because we, you know, yes, you can look out for the numbers, um, but they're, they're like food, food labels are starting to move away from um, using those numbers and using big, long kind of chemical st- sounding names often they are, aren't they? Absolutely. And it does get tricky because not all additives are bad. 
And so when you look at something and it says um, acidity regulator, you know, that could be citric acid, which is fine. And But, but until you're educated enough to understand it all, just get what you can recognize. And then you can further your education and then you can keep going from there. Yeah, I love that tip. And, you know, my next question was going to be, so, you know, cutting additives is a mammoth task and it can feel like a mammoth task, particularly for people who are just getting started. So do you have any other tips? So that first one is, you know, making sure that you're looking at the ingredient list, not taking note of what's on the front of the pack. Um, what else? What are some other tips that we should focus on on first? Well, I, get, I can feel the eye rolls coming already. But if we can get in the kitchen and cook from scratch, that is going to save a whole lot of additives. Yes. And then I get the, but I don't have time to cook from scratch. But I promise people that you actually do. There's just so many easy, quick recipes that just literally take as much time as they do to buy. So I'll pick on a barbecue chicken from the supermarket. Okay. I think we've I think we've all bought a barbecue chicken from the supermarket at one point in our life or we've been subjected to one when we've gone over to someone's house, right? 47 ingredients in a Woolworths barbecue chicken. Wow. There's three different types of uh, glutamates in a supermarket barbecue chicken. Glutamates are a form of MSG. Then if we're using like instant gravy, so this is what I used to do before going additive free is I'd always buy barbecue chickens from the supermarket. I'd have my Gravox tin, instant gravy. I'd boil up some of my own veggies and I'd be thinking I'd be putting a home-cooked meal onto a the table. meal, yeah. Yeah. But what I was actually doing was serving up an MSG, you know, plate uh, to my children and ourselves uh, because the gravy is also full of uh, glutamates, MSG as well. And like MSG is just so linked to um, restlessness and brain fog and even uh, like um, I was thinking snotty noses but more blocked noses like sinus issues, uh, inflammation, gas, bloating. And then I'm like wondering why my daughter won't sleep that night or why I've got itchy, twitchy legs as well. So I don't know how I got on that rabbit hole. Oh, so barbecue chicken, 47 ingredients. But all you have to do is just get a whole chicken, put an onion in the carcass, put that chicken in a slow cooker, sprinkle some herbs on top and turn it on low. Literally all you have to do, no water, no nothing. Just put a chicken inside a slow cooker and turn it on low. You've got yourself a barbecue chicken six, eight hours later. Ready when you get home from work. Do you know that's so funny because I have literally got one of those in my slow cooker right now. Oh, that's wicked. <laughs> yeah, I put it yeah. on and I forgot about it. I didn't put it on till 11 o'clock, but we will have a nice, soft, healthy chicken tonight. Yeah, yeah. And then with those juices and with those bones, you can then go on to make your bone broth and et cetera. And your gravy. and Absolutely. Yes, Delicious. yes. Such a great tip and such a great example. I think lots of mums, you know, lean on barbecue chickens thinking it's a healthier option for, for the, healthier than takeaway or good for school lunch boxes. Um, yeah, when we can easily do our own at home. So I really love that tip. The other thing that I would say to parents as well, because we are all time poor, we we all take on too much and we all say yes to too much, is 
If you're making one batch of biscuits, just double the recipe and freeze them. If you're making a slice, make two. If you're making a slice, put cacao powder in one, make the other one vanilla. You've got a vanilla slice and chocolate slice. Like just cut the time by just thinking smarter by doubling, tripling, you know, freezing, batch cooking, etc. So that would be my other tip to reduce additives is get more get in the kitchen and I think the other point I want to say with that and this is probably a little bit harsh but we are teaching our children with the amount of packaged food that is now available to buy with the amount of times we're told how busy we are and we need to buy that packaged food um, we are teaching our kids that it's okay not to cook we're teaching our kids like, you don't need to get in the kitchen. Don't worry about it. All these packet options are actually here for us. And unfortunately, our children are being raised in a generation where they're not being taught how to cook and they have to know how to cook. Yeah. And that's just going to lead to more, you know, that's just going to perpetuate the problem, isn't it? Because then yeah. they're going to grow up and not know how to cook and then they're not going to be able to teach their kids. And so the additives will just keep increasing in people's diet. So, um, yeah, I really love that tip. And it's such an important uh, lesson for our kids to learn. Like so many kids can't even fry an egg or um, do some really basic tasks in the kitchen. Okay, so I wanted to just like you talked a little bit about MSG there. Um, and I also wanted to to pick your brain about natural flavors because this is a confusing one. You know, we see the word natural uh, in the ingredient list and think, well, that must be healthy. So um, I think there's a lot of a confusion around this term. Can you talk to us about this and, and why we can't trust this term? Oh, I know. Isn't it? This is just so wrong in my opinion. Like it should just be all on the label. You should know exactly what you're buying oh, and what you're eating. Exactly. But unfortunately, if you're buying flavours or natural flavours, they are a concoction of ingredients to create that natural flavour or that flavour. Um, we've been in contact with the Food and Drug Administration of Australia and New Zealand and we've got a contact there and we ha we've had an in-depth conversation with him about natural flavours. And unfortunately, in Australia and New Zealand, there is actually no regulation on determining whether on the ingredients listing it goes natural flavours or flavours. So what companies are doing is they're putting natural flavours onto their packet uh, because it looks better. You know, you want to buy natural flavours compared to flavours. And you actually have no idea what's in there. It's copyrighted from the manufacturer. If you email them and ask what's in their natural flavors, they won't tell you because, you know, it's copyrighted. And, uh, yeah, it's not great. No. And, the, and, and I know their excuse often is, well, this is, you know, this is our secret formula. We don't want to be letting, letting everyone know about that. But that's not helpful for us as consumers when we don't know what we're, what we're buying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's another good example, I think. Um, all right. So, I mean, I know we've already been through some, some tips about sort of cutting, you know, starting to cut additives from, from um, our diet. What about, are there, I guess some top additives that you would recommend parents start with? Like you said, there's good additives, there's bad additives, um, and some are worse than others. So what are the ones we really need to avoid at all costs? Uh, oh, I mean, there's lots, but the top one that we really despise is a natto, and the number for that is 160B. And the reason being is because it's a natural additive. 
And so it's found in a lot of products that have that label on the front of the packet to say no artificial colours or flavours. It's in a lot of breakfast cereals, uh, ice creams, and the reason that we don't like it is one, because it's deceiving, but it's just linked to a lot of behavioural issues, Um, really like super hyperactive behavioural issues. It's also linked to a lot of headbanging. Now, when I was in kindergarten, I actually would see children headbang on the floor or um, on the wall a lot. Like it was quite common. quite common. Yes, I see it in practice as well. Yeah, I mean, you would think it wouldn't be, but it actually is. It's really sad. And it's linked to a lot of headaches um, and migraines as well. So additive Anato 160B is definitely one that we would avoid. Uh, The other one that we definitely like to avoid in this house with having children that have had asthma, they don't have it, they haven't had an asthma attack for, oh gosh, maybe four or five years now, um, which is great, but would be sulfites. So that one's heavily linked to respiratory problems. Now, sulfites don't shoot the messenger, but your wine is full of sulfites. Now, I know kids aren't drinking wine, but, you know, a lot of adults get uh, flushed cheeks or red on the chest and they go, oh, it's just the wine. Well, it's the sulfites in the wine that's probably causing that. Uh, It's in a lot of dried fruit. And so, you know, dried fruit is classed as being quite healthy but if it's full of sulfur dioxide then it's not healthy and all and let's just say that pretty much all dried fruit that you buy from any commercial place like the supermarket will will have sulfates in in it pretty much mm, yeah you've got to look for the sulfur free dried fruit yes absolutely so apricots you know how they're orange Well, they shouldn't be orange. They should be like brown and shriveled up and quite ugly looking. If they're orange, they're full of sulfur dioxide. Yeah. Um, Also grapes as well. So what happens with grapes, they sit on sulfur pads and the sulfur sucks up into the grapes to prolong their shelf life. So it acts as a preservative. So sulfur dioxide would be another one. Another one that, uh, I mean, we there's heaps, but artificial food colours are linked to, very linked to behavioural issues. I think we've all heard like, oh, don't give Johnny red cordial, you know, they'll go off and you go, you don't really understand why. Uh, well, my opinion is it's probably the amount of sugar, but also the artificial food colours in there. So Zupa Dupas is a massive one that I just would love to get out of schools. Oh. The fact that they're even allowed in schools, it's just mind-boggling, isn't it? It's absolutely mad. It's absolute madness. We actually have a letter on our website that can help parents. And so what you can do is download this letter off our website and you can uh, tailor it to yourself and, you know, yep, like make it all personal. And then you can send that into your school principal. So we've had over a thousand parents download that letter and send it off into their school, which is just amazing. Um, And in the letter, we list all, you know, the side effects of all the ingredients in Super Dupers. Qualshers are just as bad mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so artificial food colours um, and MSG is a really big one. So to me, MSG, I would be getting rid of the Anato, the colours before probably MSG if you're ticking them off one by one. But the problem with MSG is there's so many different names for glutamates. 
So MSG is monosodium glutamate and glutamates are found in different ingredients like yeast extract, hydrolyzed vegetable protein. You know, there's lots of different names that companies are using. Um, even the word, the word flavor enhancer is actually monosodium glutamate, but they're not going to write monosodium glutamate, so they use a flavor enhancer. So it's found in almost every lunchbox that goes into school um, because it's just so hidden. And if kids are eating glutamates every single day and then they're going to try and, you know, go into the classroom after lunch and learn, it's really tricky because glutamates, MSG, just affects your brain so much. Mm-hmm. There's actually studies of um, like ladies, they're in our, um, in our program and they uh, scan a child's brain and then they scan a child's brain after the monosodium glutamate and it's just like a wired feral mess. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And then, um, you know, we wonder why there's so many behavioural issues and neurodevelopmental issues and conditions in kids. I know this is just one part of the picture additives, but it's a huge part. And I know, um, you know, from my practice as a naturopath that, Simply cutting additives out of your kid's diet uh, can make a huge difference to all of these these kinds of issues. So I think that's really good to give people that starting point. Like you said, there's a lot, um, but it's nice to have have that starting point. Um, and so just just to finish up, I was also j- just wanted to come back to your story uh, with your daughter and how, you know, you came across that um, 102 it was, wasn't it? Um, so what happened from there? I'm guessing that your daughter's health improved. I'd love to hear the end of that kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always mess up that story a little bit because it's just so raw and emotional, even like, what are we, oh, eight years down the track. But um so what happened was we, my husband actually worked drive in, drive out at the time and he was out of town and I came up with this big, long list of additives. <laughs> and when he got home, I handed him this list and I said to him, look, I don't know if this is any of her issue, but let's look at all these additives that are linked to behavioural issues. And my husband was medicated as a child for ADHD and so you know he really didn't want my daughter to sort of have to go down our daughter to go down that track and uh, so we just removed them we just I mean not that we tell people to go cold turkey but we did and I honestly thought that we had a healthy lifestyle we had meat and veg for dinner we ate fruit veggies you know I thought we did okay And we threw in the bin two garbage bags full of food. Like we had no idea. Uh, And in what felt like overnight, her behavior just changed. Honestly, she just, we got our little girl back. It was just amazing. And I, I, I think back now and I think she really was like a perfect baby. Um, whatever a perfect baby is, but she didn't give us too much trouble. And It wasn't until she was about 18 months to two years old when she just started eating all the foods that we were eating when everything changed. And we had just such a shocking, terrible twos. And I look back now and I go, oh, my goodness. I really think that that was the food that we gave her because everything changed. She stopped getting so sick. 
we haven't actually been to a GP for her. We've been seen a GP once in the last four and a half years. And I'm saying, like, I'm telling you, I actually went into Terry White Chemist and asked for a reward card back in the day to then not getting sick at all. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I got to cancel that ADHD appointment, which was awesome. So, like, I mean, you know, we all know ADHD is a very real thing. But for our daughter, she displayed all the symptoms that an ADHD child um, or person has. She didn't actually have the disorder. And I'm no doubt she would have probably been diagnosed, especially with family history of it as well. But she just was displaying all those symptoms from all those artificial additives. And so, yeah, what happened was we got our little girl back and it was amazing. And I just had no one around me that supported me. I had all my friends and family telling me that I was just being like woo-woo, helicopter parent, oh, one's not going to matter. Just don't be so harsh. You know, like I I really was copying it, but I just knew that what we were doing was the right thing and I'm pretty stubborn, so I just stuck to my guns. And I just started a Facebook page and I thought, well, stuff it. I know how much it's helped her. I'm sure that there's someone else out there that we can help. And so I just started creating recipes and sharing them on Facebook and yeah, eight years later, here we are. Here we are today. Yeah, wow. And I'm sure, like you know, you've helped hundreds, maybe even thousands of families uh, go additive free with your with your business. So tell us, for those of you uh, pe- listeners who don't know, um, tell us, yeah, what you do now and how people can find you. Okay, so I only make up one half of additive free lifestyle now. So um, after 12 months, my maternity leave, maternity leave was due to run hours, due to go back to work. And I said to my sister, who had now started to go a bit more additive free, uh, I said to her, look, I've started this blog and I'm really enjoying it, but you know, I don't know how I'm going to do it when I go back to work. And so she said, oh, well, I'll create a few recipes and help. By now we were making no money. Like it was seriously just a hobby and we were just enjoying helping people. Yeah. And so she started creating a few recipes and then um, we changed the name, which was known as Sister Mixin. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. So we were Sister Mixin for quite a while. And then, and then we thought, oh, maybe we could, you know, everyone was asking us where we do we buy our products from. And so we started selling them ourselves and, Then one day I looked at Tracy and I said to her, you know, I wish there could have just been somewhere where I'd just gone and learnt this information, done it, and not have to try and figure it all out on myself. Like I was all alone and it sucked and it was hard. And so she said, well, let's create something. And so that's how our e-course, Additive Free Made Easy, got created. We've had over four and a half thousand families complete that program now, which is just amazing. And um, then we released a cookbook and now we've released another one and it's just all gone from there, which is just amazing. It's amazing. And the fact that, you know, your own personal story and you listening to that one little penny drop of information has has created this. And um, I think it's just so great what you guys do, like that one-stop shop to find out 
all the things you need to know about additives and, and healthy lifestyle and more. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I will make sure that I pop links um, to your website in the show notes of this episode. So I would encourage everyone to go over and check it out because you don't just have a program. You have so much great information on your website as well. Yeah, thank you. We've got a couple of hundred free recipes on our website and uh, our own podcast show and blog posts. And yeah, there's like tons of free information (laughs) over on there. So yeah, go and check it out. Yes, a wealth of information. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. No worries. Thank you for having me. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.